we'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for September 5th, 2022. Uh, a lot to cover today. I'll go ahead and get us right into the warfare prayer, uh, strategic warfare prayer, the ones that we rotate. Father God in heaven, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we come against and oppose all satanic operations, manipulations, subversions, tactics, and plans which are designed to hinder, pre prevent, or frustrate God's original plans and purposes from their swift manifestation taking place in their correct time and season. We come against all satanic alliances and confederations worldwide. Let every evil effort and endeavor fail. Cause the news media to be caught in their own lying and manipulation so that only truth can be brought forth. We ask that every satanic strategy of prohibition and limitation placed upon the body of Christ by the dark side shall not prevail. We pray that all invisible and visible walls of opposition, restriction, and delay will be exposed and destroyed. O Lord, confound the devices of, in the wicked plans of the enemy that they have crafted, so that their hands are not able to perform their evil enterprise. Save those that can be saved, O Lord, but those that cannot be saved, overtake them in their own crafty and devious ways. Let them fall into their own pits that they have dug for the righteous. Let the fire of God devour them, and let them turn on and consume one another and have them in total confusion and derision. We loose the hosts of heaven to war against the hosts of darkness to bring an end to all deceptive, secretive, and destructive measures designed to destroy all of God's creation and defile the world. According to 1 John 3, 8, For this reason was the Son of God made manifest, that he would destroy the works of the enemy. Father God, overrule all strategies, tactics, and curses of the enemy by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ and his shed blood, and overthrow all spoken words, enchantments, divinations, spells, hexes, vexes, curses, witchcraft prayers, and every idle word spoken contrary to God's original plans and purposes, according to Isaiah 54:17, and break the curses associated with all these ceremonies, rituals, utterances, and destroy their plans to bring about a chaotic, bloody revolution in worldwide, and to usher in martial law and the new world order. Father God, we we pray their plans shall be uncovered and shall not prevail and shall be frustrated and, and able to achieve any impact and that their wickedness and violent verbal dealings would return upon their own heads according to Psalm 716. Father God, we humbly ask you to reveal every hidden agenda, plan, and cover-up in the secret shadow government regarding their attempts to manipulate end-time events which would lead to the, to the destruction of your Christians and the innocent. Please send divine, powerful, angelic forces against their diabolical plans to expose them. We, d we dispatch legions of warring angels and any, any, any other kinds of angels that are necessary to enforce your will on the United States of America and upon all the earth. Release your divine strategies and revelations upon any righteous person in government worldwide. Fill them with your Holy Spirit and cause your divine wisdom and courage to come upon them. Cause them to be like a holy trumpet shedding light upon the dark, hidden secrets of the wicked. Send a spirit of confusion amongst the camp of the enemy. Let their tongues be divided, and when they communicate, let it be incoherent and misunderstood. <clears throat> Arrest those that operate in the spirit of Jezebel or Belial, and all other wicked spirits, and cause them to be caught in their own lies and conspiracies. Let them not be able to resist the spirit of truth, or gain ground in any natural or spiritual realm. Cause every evil spirit that is released from, uh, from their diabolical assignments to be cast into the abyss, until which time they are then cast into the lake of fire, and that none would be able to come to take their place. Please cause these prayers and all future prayers to take on the characteristics of divine projectiles in the spirit realm so that they will accomplish your divine will. We seal this prayer by the blood of the Lamb and ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. I'm playing. I'm going to play a uh, video here, and it's called Diana, the Ritual Sacrifice of the New World Order, 25 years after the mysterious death of Princess Diana of Wales. And I, I'm just going to do this concise quick video it's about eight minutes and um, it pretty much covers from head to toe if you wanted like one-stop shopping for what happened there 
and the whole ritual sacrifice aspect of it, this pretty much does a very good job at surmising everything in one little video. So I'm, I'm not going to do any more on this, but I thought that this was pretty interesting and it shows you how the Illuminati, how the elite practice their religion. One of the aspects of how they practice their religion. 25 years ago, Princess Diana's car crashed inside the Pont de la Alma tunnel in Paris, France. Her lover, Dadi Fayed, died upon impact along with the driver. And even though Diana survived, it took about 40 minutes to get her from the car to the ambulance. The official story was that they were trying to free her from the car. But several witnesses say that Diana was conscious and unobstructed. Photographs show that the back seat of the car was undamaged and witnesses were pleading. And they're showing pictures of the car, you know, the back of the car that it is undamaged. And she was evidently, I guess, fine or not. Maybe not fine, but she was not going to die. Police to open the door and help her. Once in the ambulance, it took about 40 minutes for them to choose a hospital. <laughs> and when they finally set off, the ambulance drove at a snail's pace and made several stops taking about 40 minutes to drive less than four miles. Doctors were turned away. Witnesses were strip searched. Cameras were confiscated. No evidence was gathered. No blood samples were taken. And by 3 a.m., the entire scene was sprayed down with high pressure water hoses. Mercedes wanted to study the wreckage to see why it failed so badly, but they were denied. Diana's body was taken by the royal family, who had her reproductive organs removed before burying her remains. I mean, what kind of pagan, evil garbage is that? Having her reproductive organs removed before she's buried? If that's not wicked, I don't know what is. All 17 cameras along the route of the crash were mysteriously turned off. Oh, imagine and that. all radio police frequencies went down. Witnesses were assaulted and threatened, and there was no investigation. Not until the inquest, 10 years later, which is when most people learned that Diana had penned a note in 1996 saying that someone was going to kill her in a car accident. This note was concealed for six years. At the inquest, experts agreed that Diana would have survived if they had gotten her to a hospital. But the blame was put upon a military-style attack. According to witnesses, a group of motorcycles, along with a white Fiat Uno, worked in concert to crash the car. First, with a blinding flash of light, followed by an explosion from the front tire of the Mercedes. During the inquest, a former MI6 agent described being shown the very same plan in 1992 for a possible MI6 assassination of Slobodan Milosevic and claimed it was MI6 who killed Diana. Because of all this, the inquest ended with the verdict of unlawful killing, blaming her death on the mysterious military hit squad. But the mainstream media spun the entire thing to make it sound like it was the paparazzi that caused her to crash, which is demonstrably false. And while there was no investigation into finding the members of this military hit squad, Three years later, the alleged driver of the white Fiat, who had ties to MI6, reportedly committed suicide after being found shot twice in the back of the head and burned inside of his car. During the inquest, many things were kept from the jury, such as the fact that Diana's seatbelt was found to be defective, 
and evidence of the car being sabotaged. Interestingly, these things would have brought more suspicion towards Dottie's father, Mohammed Al-Fayed, who, after turning down repeated offers from the French government to provide security, was solely responsible for Diana's security detail. And at the last minute, had them leave their security detail in front of the hotel as a decoy and take a different car, a car that was recently stolen, broken, repaired, and never checked by security. Left with only one security guard, they were also assigned a new driver. Henri Paul, who had no chauffeur permit, was tied to foreign intelligence services, was seen on camera signaling to someone just before setting off, had received over 50,000 francs the day of the crash. And this was all under the watch of Mohammed Al-Fayed, who was deeply connected to the intelligence community. He was business partners with one of Lee Harvey Oswald's handlers and represented the grandfather of Muhammad Atta. But none of that was mentioned during the inquest. Instead, with the help of pop culture agents such as Howard Stern and Piers Morgan, Muhammad Al-Fayed has provided the world with the cover story that Diana was pregnant with Dottie's child and Prince Philip had her killed because he's racist, which seems like a strange cover story. That is, if you don't realize that the entire thing was a satanic ritual. Rituals are meant to be witnessed, and the death of Diana is steeped in satanic ritual. The royal family, originally known as the Sachs coburg gotha bloodline, changed their name to Windsor to sound more British. Their inbred family is traced back to Vlad the Impaler, otherwise known as Dracula. And with several proud Nazis in the family, including Prince Philip, the royal family is obsessed with pagan ritual and all things occult. Here's a video of um, the Queen uh, Reptile Elizabeth uh, undergoing a druid ceremony. It looks like maybe she was very young, um, maybe late teens, early 20s, in a full-on druid ritual that I... I I just saw this this week on, on another uh, video, and we're talking hundreds of people in a public druid ritual. This is they are um, uh, they are pagans. I mean, these are these are heathen pagan. This is their religion. According to the carefully planned breeding of royal bloodlines, the marriage between Diana and Charles was for the Merovingian ancestry of Lady Diana. The Merovingian supposedly is, is the bloodline that um, they say, and this is total lies and garbage, obviously, but the Merovingian bloodline, they say, is the one that uh, Jesus actually procreated, and he wasn't actually crucified on the cross. This is just part of their whole lies and blasphemy. He wasn't really crucified on the cross. He was whisked off the cross, married mary magdalene um and this is mary magdalene got pregnant and this is where the merovingian bloodline supposedly came pure blasphemy total lies you know no nothing to actually back it but this is what they claim the merovingian bloodline is be seeded into the royal family diana was well aware of this and referred to herself as the windsor broodmare they were married at saint paul's cathedral owned by the royal family and built upon the site of a Roman temple dedicated to the goddess Diana. According to occult beliefs, the goddess Diana was Lucifer's consort, 
and on August 13, 1313, they produced a magical daughter named Aradia. In Freemasonry, this same trio is known as Osiris, Isis, and Horus. This same ritual is shown in the Roman Polanski film Rosemary's Baby, where the innocent virgin is unknowingly recruited by a satanic cult to mate with Lucifer and spawn a child. After which I believe is the Antichrist. Birth of Prince William, Diana became a threat to the family. She had major influence and used it to shine a light on the family's powerful interests, such as the endless war machine. Her life was being threatened and she told several friends that the family was going to kill her. Less than a month before her death and after a series of affairs, Diana started seeing family friend Dottie Fayed. And on August 31st, the satanic ritual sacrifice date for the goddess Diana, Diana of Wales was driven out of the way past an ancient Egyptian obelisk and into a tunnel named in dedication to the goddess Diana. They're showing all the things in the background to verify and back up what uh, this gentleman is saying. Inside this tunnel, Diana's Mercedes crashed into the 13th pillar, where she was kept to bleed to death above a known ancient Merovingian underground chamber for the ritual blood sacrifice worship to the goddess Diana. This is the religion of the world's elite. Prince Philip said he would like to be reincarnated as a deadly virus to wipe out humanity. His underling, Maurice Strong, co-founded the World Economic Forum with Klaus Schwab. And Prince Charles, who brags of being related to Dracula, co-founded the World Economic Forum's Great Reset Initiative. These are the leaders of the so-called New World Order. These monsters are the best that they have. Reporting for... In okay, so that's just something to uh, kind of bear in mind uh, regarding these elitists, these globalists, these people at the top, these people that want to bring in this fourth industrial revolution uh, into the world, how wicked and evil they are. And Diana, the actual word Diana is occurs five times in the KJV. It um, is, all occurs in Acts. Acts 19, actually, is where it occurs. And... Um, Let's go over a couple of these first. A certain man named Demetrius, a silversmith, which made silver shrines for Diana. Diana be one of their main goddesses that uh, they worshipped. Brought in no small gain under, unto the craftsmen. And, and this is a big, it was big business back then. It's big business now. Idolatry is a big business. And this is why that's included in the, the Ten Commandments, you know, regarding, you know, bowing yourself down onto graven images and in, in, in idols and things of this nature. And that that specifically being um, the second commandment, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in earth beneath or that is in the that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow thyself down to them nor serve them. For I the Lord thy God am a jealous God. So <clears throat> this is not something that we want to get in the habit of doing as Christians in any way, shape, or form. And the Catholicism is rife with it. Orthodox Christianity is rife with it. Unfortunately, a ton of Christianity, even in other denominations, are kind of rife with it as well, with all the depictions of what they think to be is Jesus, which will be exactly what the Ascended Master 
Jesus, the master Jesus that comes back uh, with the Antichrist and false prophet and probably Maitreya will be Esau, Sananda, Emmanuel, or Master Jesus, the ascended Master Jesus. He'll look exactly like all those pictures that are in, you know, the churches and people have in their houses and things of this nature. Well, the Bible says, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above. Well, wouldn't you agree that Jesus is in heaven above? We don't want to do this. And that's why the second commandment re, re, is regarding that. And that's why one of the reasons it's there, because God knew the temptation would exist to do that. And the Bible again, and it, it, where it you know, talks about in Acts, okay, Diana. Well, also in Acts, it says in Acts 17, 29, for as much then as we are the offspring of God, this is, this is two Christians, we're the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead, okay, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, okay? That the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone, graven by art and man's device. Graven meaning like you can engrave it or you can paint it or you can... In other words, we're not to make pictures. Even if we knew what Jesus looked like, we're not to make pictures and bow ourselves down unto them, which would violate you know, the second commandment anyway. And then it goes on to say, in the times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. This is not something we should be doing. Okay, again, doesn't matter. You know, so many things go in the churches, you know, that are totally unbiblical. And this is just one of the many. Let me just look at these other verses regarding Diana. Um, so they were mad, um, that they were going to lose a whole lot of money because they had silver shrines for Diana and brought no small gain unto the craftsmen. Uh, verse 1927, so that not only this, our craft is in danger to be set at naught. So they, all they, all they cared about is the money. We're making all this money, making these Diana idols. Okay. And we want you to get out of here because, you know, you're, you're cutting into our profits and nobody will want our Diana idols if, if you come and expose Diana to be just some dumb idol. Um, but also that the temple of the great goddess Diana should be despised and her magnificence should be destroyed, whom all Asia and the world worshipeth. <laughs> what a joke. I mean, come on. Next verse. And when they heard these things, they were full of wrath and cried out, saying, Great is Diana of the Ephesians. Uh, oh, this is so pathetic. And then verse 34, And when they knew that he was a Jew, all with one voice about the space of two hours cried out, Great is Diana of the Ephesians. In, in other words, they were just trying to... Let me, let me just go to verse 28 so I can give you full context here. Um we already read verse 20. Great is that dying in the Ephesians. They were just crying out. In, in other words, what they were doing is that Diana was being exposed. Okay. Paul was exposing Diana. Uh, it said Paul had persuaded and turned away much people saying that they be no gods and that they are made with hands. Okay. And then they go on to say, so so that not only this our craft is in danger to be set at naught, but also the temple of the great goddess Diana should be despised and her magnificence should be destroyed, whom all Asia in the world worship. Paul had already went, there and went in there and showed this Diana thing 
to be a joke, okay? Well, a lot of people were going to be out a lot of money if that happened because, you know, they were, they were profiteering off all their idolatry. And when they heard these sayings, they were full of wrath and cried out saying, great is dying in Ephesians. In other words, don't confuse me with the facts. My mind's made up. I'm just going to, it's like when you, it's literally like when you see these pro-abortion, these pro-Satan, uh, these pro-lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgenders, you'll see them so many times where Christians will show up and, and they will give them either Bible or they'll give them common sense or they'll give them the facts. And all they can do is hold up signs so that they can't be heard and scream at them and overrule them by screaming at them and chanting and hoping that you won't hear the voice of truth. Because that's the only thing these demons can do is just... Try to make sure that the truth is not spoken. It's very reminiscent of this. We're just going to chant for hours, great is Diana the Ephesians. <laughs> Paul went in there in one day and started to take down that whole idolatrous system. It's such a joke. And the whole city was filled with confusion. Um, and Paul would have entered in unto the people and the disciples suffered him not probably because they were afraid he was going to get killed and a certain of the chief of asia which were his friends sent unto him desiring him that he would not adventure himself into the theater therefore someone cried one thing and some another for the assembly was confused well god is not the author of confusion but the devil is so they were confused uh i mean let's face it if you've got mass idolatrous diana worship you've got a ton of demon infested people dare i say a lot of demon possessed people and those demons that wanted you to worship diana weren't happy and they drew alexander out of the multitude the jews putting him forward and alexander beckoned with the hand and would have made defense unto the people but when they knew that he was a jew all with one voice about the space of two hours cried great is diana of the ephesians wow that is you're really refuting everything there you're really refuting paul's doctrine or the righteous jews that were there to try to set you all straight no all they could do is try to drown out the voice of truth by screaming great is diana of the ephesians it's really pathetic anyway that's just a mess um that was that was going on there in acts uh, all right switching gears Congress says the UFO threats are increasing. Congress. Okay, so now we've got Congress. You know, one of the highest levels of U.S. government saying that U.S. UFO threats are increasing. Since the mystery of the July 1947 Roswell, New Mexico UFO crash incident, people have reported UFO sightings at a much faster rate than ever before. Whether it is advancing technology or lessening a stigma, the sightings are getting more and more common. Now a new report has surfaced that shows an alarming change in the United States government's position, the recognition that not all UFOs are man-made. Now I'm quoting from an MSN, msn.com news story. Okay, so this is as, basically as mainstream as you could get. If you missed this revelation, you would be forgiven. It took place in a budgetary report 
which is a lot like reading the back of a fertilizer bag, to procrastinate doing work in the garden. However, deep in the report, UFO researcher Douglas Johnson noticed some alarming comments that could change how we think about the government and aliens. The revised definition of UFO also includes transmedium objects, which according to lawmakers transition between space and the atmosphere, or between the atmosphere and bodies of water. In short, members of a key national security focus committee believe that objects of unknown origin are demonstrating remarkably advanced technology by moving seamlessly between space, air, and water. A report accompanying the legislation notes that the transmedium threats to the United States national security are expanding exponentially. Now again, I believe this is all part of the whole soft disclosure program. To soften us up, to get us ready for their big eventual debut. I mean, has Hollywood spent billions and the government spent billions to brainwash us through various movies and um, different um, sci-fi series like Stargate Atlantis and Stargate SGI, which I've reported on a lot in the past? Have they spent billions to have nothing come of any of that? We will see. Another report from The Hill reads, in Congress where legislation is drafted, debated, and enacted clear and concise definitions are of paramount importance. As military air crews increasingly encounter unidentified flying objects or UFOs, lawmakers recently made se several striking revisions to the, to the definition of UFO. Key among them, the explosive implication that some UFO, UFOs have non-human origins. So I just thought that that was interesting that this is being um, a big topic now in Congress. Now, if you just can, oh, I'm trying to, th to think my alien um, mega series agendas, alien deception, UFO, just can, UFO, alien, mega, you will find many, many mega studies I have done in recent years on this particular subject. It's kind of like beating a dead horse now. I have to kind of, I, I really can't do those types of studies anymore. There's too many, much news breaking for me to dedicate to one thing like that. But I've done those in the past and they're just as applicable today. And you can find those at contendingfortruth.com. It's, it's all for free with the supporting PDFs as well. Okay, so then the next report is Strong Delusion Alert. New Ager David Wilcock and the Health Ranger. Mike Adams promotes the counterfeit Michael the Archangel, the Ascended Master Deceiver, Saint Germain, and Master Jesus, who I just mentioned, aka Esau Sananda Emmanuel, plus exotic materials and alien tech that, that can supposedly save humanity and defeat the black hat globalist elite. Because that's what I've been saying for a long time. They're going to come in on, on their white horse, most likely. That's how the Antichrist and false prophet are most likely going to come. They're, they're not going to come as um, like part of the black evil cabal, most likely. They're going to be the ones dispatching of the, of the black hats, the black evil cabal, with Q on their side and all the false prophets that were promoting Trump and still are promoting Trump. All those years saying he's a mighty man of God, saying he's going to get in for a second term, and all these prophecies about him. You know, in the New Te in the Old Testament, they take you out and stone you for that. One wrong prophecy, Deuteronomy 18. One wrong. Or any prophecy that even if it came true, if it led you away from God, I believe that's Deuteronomy 13, they kill you for that too. But see, now because there's no consequences, then it really doesn't matter. 
you know, and I, de I still debate people to this day who promote people like Jonathan Conjob and all these other false prophets that have this total history of false prophecies and doing it for the profit because they're prophets, right? Yeah, they're doing it for the money. There's all these false prophets in televangelism that have made dozens and dozens of false prophecies that don't come true. They write whole books like Jonathan Conjob that don't come to pass. And yet they just go off and their, lead, their followers just follow them and it's like a dog returning to his own vomit. It's like, well, let's just go. I know he got this one wrong, but you know, I believe he's a man of God. Well, you know, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And, you know, and I don't mean to be mean. I'm just saying, he who trusteth in his own heart is a fool. You look at their fruits. If they're issuing, if you're following any person that says they're a prophet, you need to look at their track record in history. And if they've got any of them wrong, you know, I wouldn't, biblically speaking, I would not follow them. I would not at all, but it's the norm. And because there's no consequences, like taking them out and stoning, they're more fully emboldened and set in their heart, as the Bible says, to go out and do further wickedness. Because sentence against um, a wicked action is not executed speedily, they're fully set in their hearts to do wickedness. That's the norm. That's, that's the norm in televangelism, in Pentecostal televangelism. Legions of these false prophets, just in this last thing alone, said Trump is a man of God, son of God. The same guy that brought us Operation Warp Speed and told us that he was going to give us this big, beautiful shot that's defiled humanity that is killing people by the millions and he still won't recant. Still won't recant it. Still doubles and triples down on it. Yet they still say, you know, Oh, look, he's the Marlago thing. He's being persecuted. See, he is a good man. They wouldn't persecute him if he wasn't a good man. It's all theater. It's all right-left paradigm. It's all, it's all, that's all being done by design on purpose. He's one of them. He's always been one of them. But they're going to create this right-left paradigm and get everybody think, try to get everybody thinking, oh, right-left. If, if Trump wasn't a good guy, Despite all the wickedness he's done that I've documented. I've got over 100 pages on this guy. Despite all the wickedness that he has done that I've documented in the last, I don't know, six years at least, around there. Doesn't matter. They wouldn't be persecuting him if, if, he, wasn't, if he wasn't a good guy. And Q says so, and the, the televangelists say so, and my, my, a lot of my pastors and them say so. And then you got New Agers like David Wilcock and the Health Ranger, Mike Adams, promoting this counterfeit Michael the Archangel and the Ascended Master Deceiver, St. Germain. And we, we talked about St. Germain in the last one. He's one of the bigger Ascended Masters. And then Master Jesus. Yeah. They're all going to be in lockstep when this goes down. It's like that dominionism theology that a lot of um, the Pentecostals push. Where they're going to make the world such a wonderful place that Jesus will have no choice but to come back and set up his kingdom. What does that mean? That means that we're going to forego 
the tribulation, you're going to hear New Ager David Wilcock say that very thing. He basically is saying, just like the Dominionists, and I'll let you hear it from his own mouth, that, well, you know, who really wants to go through the whole book of Revelation thing, David Wilcock says in this interview with Mike Adams. But if see, if we can, if we can overcome the wicked evil cabal, we can basically do away with the book of Revelation. We'll set up our own, and, and, and these ascended masters will come back who they'll identify as the Jesus of the Bible and Michael the Archangel. And they'll set up their own kingdom. And we won't have to go through Revelation. We won't have to go through all those seal judgments and trumpet judgments and all that other bad stuff. There's all I'm saying, I, there's very few people that will talk about this, that I guess have put this together. To me, it's becoming clearer and plain, plainer every single time I do a study. What's coming? Some derivation of this, and it's going to be white hats versus black hats. Trump will probably play some type of part in it. I, I can't say 100% for sure, but you know the way they're still promoting it may be hard for me to believe he wouldn't. Q will probably, and then all these other people, Alex Jones and Mike Adams and these, these other doctors in the vaccine truth movement that are all yoked up with the New Agers. They're all buddy buddies, yet they call themselves born again Christians, essentially. Well, the Bible says, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what righteousness, what communion hath righteousness with unrighteousness and Christ with Belial or the devil? Wherefore, come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. We're not to be yoked up with a whole bunch of New Agers just because we're supposedly on the same team and we want vaccine truth and we want the wicked cabal to go down. Come out from among them and be separate. So I'm going to go ahead and play uh, about 12 minutes of this, 13 minutes, and I'm, you can hear it for yourself. Okay, so this is, again, Mike Adams, the health ranger, who calls himself a Christian, but is totally new age in his belief systems, has a total, you know, again, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of, of death. He's a law unto himself. He, he's like one of those people that lived in the days of judges, which every man did that which was right in his own eyes, meaning he was totally led by his heart. Not by the Bible, by his heart. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man. Seems right to Mike Adams, what, what good old, and you know, they have to form these elaborate, convoluted, personal religious systems that they buy into, that is a religious system of their own creation, which is very, very common for a lot of people. You know, you've heard the whole expression, well, I don't believe God would ever send anybody good to hell. And, and they're the ones that determine what good is or you know, maybe maybe a pedophile or a mass murderer but not you know this this type of stuff this is how mike adams is he's a great example of that he does which was that which is right in his own eyes um he just loves to hear himself talk i'm convinced of it. He, he puts out like an hour and a half video every day audio and sometimes two just rambles and rambles and rambles about superfluous stuff and tries to be cute and quippy and 
show how clever he is and has devils like this David Wilcock guy on who is just one of the worst, most deceptive, lying little devils, believes that he is the literal reincarnation of Edgar Casey, like the, the psychic guy that got a ton of satanic prophecies wrong, which would disqualify him from being, you know, son of God. Well, he believes he's the reincarnation of that guy. And he believes that from an early age, he has corresponded and um, because he's so special and had the special relationship with Michael the Archangel. That's where he's got his information from. There is no time in the Bible that anyone ever had some type of relationship with one angel where through their whole life, they gave them this special knowledge that I could identify. Gabriel, yes, was like a messenger angel. And I'm not saying angels cannot relay information, but it's typically never a constant stream of information that you're supposedly getting downloads on basically every day. Now, a ton of occultists like Alice Bailey and Madame Blavatsky and these types of people that have wrote these elaborate, elaborate occultic Luciferian books get channelings all the time from these devils and demons that identify themselves as angels of light, but they're angels of Lucifer. And it's no marvel if Lucifer can transform himself into an angel of light that his ministers, which would include his fallen angels, be transformed into angels of light or ministers of righteousness. They appear to be ministers of righteousness. So this is just part of the strong delusion that God is permitting to be sent according to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 that many will believe a lie. And this is and guys like Mike Adams and David Wilcock are on the spear tip because they're going after the people that are actually awoke from a certain standpoint, meaning people that would follow Alex Jones and, 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 and the health ranger, this Mike Adams guy, would not be your, your average um, American that maybe just believes whatever they're told on CNN or whatever. And this would be very, very important for Satan to deceive the people that, you know, in that camp and in that category. Be very vital. So I'm going to go ahead and play this. Is when, when you and I start talking, like the very first time we ever spoke, it was three hours. I mean, the, the, we, we've never had a short that. conversation. Yeah, no. well, birds of a feather flock together. They're kindred spirits. The demons that infest Mike Adams and David Wilcock can have a real nice old sit down meeting and, and, and agree on everything, even though Mike Adams says he's a Christian. How does that work? How does that work? I've got a whole file on Mike Adams and on Alex Jones and, and on all of their, their contradictions. And the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all their ways. Well, they're great examples of that. They really are. doesn't mean I think I'm perfect. It's just that I'm not going to yoke up with David Wilcox. That's You're never going to see that happen, okay? <laughs> so or some new ager or some heretic or whatever. Mike Adams doesn't care. He's, he's anything goes when, when you're, when you're him or Alex Jones. It's just because there's so many things to explore, but we, we do have a time format here that we've got to stick to. So let's jump into the, the whole white hat question. The, let me just set the context again. So now, the whole white hat. Okay. So they're going to talk about the white hats now. Remember right left paradigm, Coke, Pepsi, Hegelian dialectic, problem, reaction, solution, Okay, they're bringing us to this point on purpose by design where they can usher us out of the old world order that has to be destroyed in order to bring us into the glorious new world order. And 
what I believe they're talking about there is bringing us it, what the globalists outwardly and in our face are saying is we want to bring you into the fourth industrial revolution. We want to bring you into the great reset. And the white hats are going to fight that or at least feign that they're fighting that. Now, I'm not saying a lot of the people that are on Team White Hat don't fully believe the rhetoric that they're going to really win and that they really are on the right side. And obviously, a lot of the tenets of what they're wanting and believing in is not a bad thing. But the pro the problem is, is Jesus said, you know, a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump and beware the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, which is their doctrine. There's so much leaven in their doctrine that is totally unbiblical, that would totally negate the book of Revelation, the book of Daniel, Matthew 24, uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. I mean, you could go on and on and on. But they don't care about any of that. They're here to totally rock and destroy your faith in the word of God. That's ultimately why Satan has Mike Adams and David Wilcock doing what they're doing. They're part of the strong delusion that God is sending that the Bible talks about in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. I have a more pessimistic view right now that, you know, we're screwed. <laughs> Although I, I hope that's not true. But the White Hats, the promises haven't, nothing's uh, really happened that, you know, there are a lot of promises that we heard from different vectors for the last two years and so on. But you have a more optimistic view and I think the audience would like to hear what that is and what, you know, what's your basis for that? What, what do you think is going, going to happen? Will Americans, will real Americans um, be able to take this country back from the, uh, you know, the criminal crime cartels there? I think that probably the biggest contribution I can make now that would add to things that I've already said before. Now, this is David Wilcock, just so you know is to explain that when Eisenhower warned about the rise of unwarranted power and influence from the military-industrial complex, that what has happened beginning in the 1950s with that warning statement is that the responsible military divorced the industrial complex. And by industrial complex, I would say big banking, big finance, big pharma, big tech, big science, big oil you follow what i'm saying there's yeah. been a divorce it's not the military industrial complex anymore it's the military versus the industrial complex and so this war has been going on covertly for a very long time there was a very comprehensive plan put together five inch thick binder in the 1950s as i said in the previous show with you financed by howard hughes which was apparently also uh, delivered to us in part by extraterrestrial humans. Uh, this individual that identified as Valiant Thor had unusual physiology. He had like uh, very strange organs and was a Christian. Spoke very <laughs> he was a, he was an alien. He was an alien. This Valiant Thor, but he was a Christian. Glowingly of Jesus Christ. Uh, no, he spoke glowingly of Jesus Christ, but the Jesus Christ he spoke glowingly of is the master, ascended master Jesus. Okay? Esau, Sananda, Emmanuel. Again, key and master Jesus in the keyword search box at contendingforjew.com have done whole teachings, multiple. Okay? The same looking Jesus that you see in all the churches 
and in so many houses. And if you got any of those pictures, I get rid of them. It's idolatrous. We're not. To, we're not. To, the Godhead is not like that of graven art. Okay. It's cursed. You're bringing a cursed object into your house. Uh, actually, I believe that the Saint Germain, who was, which is another one of their big time ascended masters that I believe we talked about in the last study that I did, Saint Germain at the Declaration of Independence, remember they had locked themselves inside the room. They had chains on the doors. Nobody could get in, nobody could get out. This is the Founding Fathers when they're about to sign the Declaration. Okay, no way to really verify any of this, okay? He's just throwing something out that just sounds so fantastical that, you know, and like he's such an authority on everything. This is a guy that is communing and communicating and acting as a channel and a medium for devils and demons and fallen angels. So take everything he's saying with a grain of salt. Of independence in 1776. While they were all there in that room, somebody showed up who called himself Saint Germain out of nowhere. This man apported into their room, basically. They, nobody could figure out how he got in. And because beings like Valiant Thor are telepathic, these are angels. These are God's angels in my opinion. No, they're not. They're Satan's, they're Satan's minions is all they are. They're, again, if Satan can appear as, as an angel of light, it's no marvel if his ministers, these would include fallen angels, can appear as ministers of righteousness. So it's super, super clear that these entities are not good. But when you don't care about what the Bible says, anything goes. You got a rubber ruler, you stretch it any way you want. Same ones we're hearing about in the Bible. You no, know, it's they, not. they do exist. This no, is one not. of the big things that we've been lied to about. The military knows this. So, St. Germain. Meaning, I, I'm not questioning the, the existence of angels. I'm, I'm questioning the existence of angels in the way he's putting it. Angels with a godly agenda would what their agenda would be would totally line up with the word of god these angels that he's talking about do not their their agenda does not line up with the word of god it's contrary in knew all the top level handshakes that everybody had in their little secret organization which he could care less about it was just to wow them and he also could walk up to you and introduce okay, so that's a that's an important point saint germain when he supposedly appeared out of nowhere at the declaration of independence in the locked chamber with all the signers of the Declaration of Independence, knew all their secret handshakes. Well, what do you mean? Well, most of them were Freemasons. There was a lot of Freemasons, and maybe there were other fraternal organizations, and Freemasons have their own handshakes and all kind of stuff that they do. Um, they've got it in Mormonism at, at the high levels. They've got it in a lot of cults. And George Washington was a Freemason. I mean, they've got a whole, a whole literal, um, uh, in Alexandria, Virginia, Alexandria, like Alexandria, Egypt, they've got a whole, um, museum dedicated to him and all his Freemasonic regalia. I believe there's a big gigantic obelisk there and all of his, like his George Washington's apron. I mean, you, you could go take tours of it or whatever. I did. I've done a whole teaching. He and George Washington, he had a 100% total Freemasonic funeral uh, procession. He never uh, recanted that or left Freemasonry. He was a Freemason and they only honor their own. How do you think he got on, you know, the, the, the currencies that we have and things of this nature and yet he's so honored. 
they honor their own, okay? So the, the secret handshakes, I believe, was particularly in reference to the Freemasonic handshakes. Who is this guy showing up? He knows all of our Freemasonic handshakes. He must know a lot more than we are, we're thinking. Speak to you by name and know things about you that nobody could have known, which immediately just... So made... easy, because he's a demonic vector and vessel of Satan, okay? A fallen angel. Just, just, just call St. Germain a fallen angel in disguise as a human or in disguise as an ascended master. These guys that were signing the Declaration of Independence had their own demons, had their own familiar spirits. And easily, he knew, or his demons, or this fallen angel in human form could communicate with the familiar spirits that were possessing the people that were the signers of the Declaration of Independence. And I don't want to make some blanket statement like they're all wicked and evil. I don't want to say that. I'm just saying there was enough there, I'm sure, that he could communicate. Satan, you know, is invisible. He's got a big advantage in that regard. He's got devils and demons observing us. It would be no big deal for him to get the download and the intel on every single person in that room and be able to walk up to them and read their mail. Okay, so that's how that happens. No, no big deal on that. That's how that goes down you realize okay i'm not in front of an ordinary being i'm in front of something else and if you read the old and the new testament angels show up looking like humans they don't have wings that's a misnomer well so, that's true that is true and the one time that women are mentioned and that women angels with wings okay it's a very very negative connotation having to do with babylon and these types of things so um, and I did a whole study on that women uh, angels. You can key in women angels or women wings. You just key in those, you know, it's a very short little study. And, you know, again, I'm not being chauvinistic. I'm just saying that, you know, my mom used to have all these little, you know, yet she couldn't stand anything to do with Christianity, but she had no problem having all these women angel, like, with wings and stuff, like, around her and stuff. And these are just cursed objects that you know you can bring into your house and they have spirits attached to them and it's it's not gonna do anybody any good when you do that and you bring that into your house it's just a metaphor of the fact that they can levitate but anyway when he go when saint germain is there at the signing of the declaration of independence what does he do he gives a rousing speech to all the people there he says you do not understand the significance of what you're doing you have to sign this. I know it doesn't seem like it's going to work, but this is all being guided. In God we trust. When they said in God we trust, it's because one of God's messengers showed up to give them the proof and the faith that they needed to contribute to finishing that job and, and declaring their independence from tyranny. <clears throat> so these beings, these angels are real. And America is a big part of the angelic plan because Second Amendment, because freedom of assembly, because freedom of speech, these rights that are endowed to us by our Creator. Well, this is because Creator's angels came to us and taught us what to do because they are outside of time. So again, I believe in the 1950s they were here again. As and, they, and they are outside of time. They, they can do that. Thor and others. They created this plan, which is using the benefit of time travel. They already know what they're doing in the future with it.
I, I don't know about, as far as time travel, but they can be out of time. Time is uh, time is a concept that God put in position. He can see, knows the beginning from the end, and can stand outside of time and look in. I mean, how do we get the Book of Revelation if that weren't the case? Okay, so um, now there is a video that. It doesn't get into the Saint Germain showing up at the at the uh, at the um, signing the Declaration of Independence. And I'm going to go ahead and post the video, and it's called "The Secret Mysteries of America's Beginnings, Volume One: The New Atlantis." Okay, and I believe this was like Cutting Edge put this at the Ministry Cutting Edge, and it was the first in their series of the occult underpinnings of america and it got a lot into francis bacon and in in that type of thing it's two hours and 45 minutes i just found it on youtube and then there's a volume two and i believe a volume three and um i'm just kind of looking at the thing here um was the dream of a demonic empire envisioned by queen elizabeth I? could this dream have been handed down through secret societies who was william shakespeare who could the New World Order been modeled after his dream of a new Atlantis? Learn the incredible uh, secrets of the esoteric, which really means occultic traditions, hidden within the manifold layers and signs and symbols in our nation's infrastructure. I mean, just look at a $1 bill, the back of a $1 bill. I mean, it's like an occult explosion. I've done whole studies on the dollar bill, just the back, and all the occult symbolism on there. Um, so yes, by Chris, Chris Pinto and they've got a whole, they've got like three, there's one on, it's called riddles and stone and that's on Washington DC and all the occult, highly, highly wicked, evil occult symbology of Washington DC and how that city was laid out and oh, it's, it's horrible. Okay. So I just posted the link to that video, secret mysteries of America's beginning volume one, the new Atlantis. Okay, it's almost three hours. Now, again, if you want to go up there after that and you do a keyword search on YouTube for um, Riddles and Stone. And then I think there's another one too. You can just key in Chris Pinto and probably find them all and just search them on YouTube. You can watch them all for free. So th that would expand a lot on what we're hearing here um, from this little deceiver, um, David Wilcock. So I'm going to let him talk further. And what we've seen uh, for the last few years now is is an incredible, mind-altering unveiling of the evil on Earth so that even the most remedial student can get the lesson. Well, okay, and so I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but that's, no that is... We, we hear that explanation quite a bit that like people had to see how bad this is in order for you know some awakening to occur which i get i, un I understand that however i i'm just shocked david uh, that how deep into evil we continue to plunge and somehow joe biden is still like 47 percent of the polls it's like some people will never wake up i mean they're committing vaccine suicide they're killing their babies in in with infanticide they're begging to take well, more shots and eat more do you, pesticides. Do you like that versus the Book of Revelation volcanoes and tsunamis washing us off like ants off of an anthill? 
So he's really not wanting to go through the book of Revelation, David Wilcock. He's he's not. See, it doesn't matter what David, Mike, or myself want for the future. The Bible is going to play out and the prophecies are going to be fulfilled just like all the other ones that have been fulfilled are. It's going to happen. Okay, There's nothing we can do to change it. But see, people like Mike Adams and, and, and really David Wilcock here, they want to escape that. They want to, and how they believe they're going to escape hellfire is they're going to ascend. They're going to go from the new world order or the old world order into the new world order where, where ye shall be as gods. Just the same lie that the serpent told Eve in the Garden of Eden. And they're going to, they're going to go into ascension. They're going to ascend. They're going to be gods. That's what they believe. And they believe this whole thing that they're talking about here, where they're going to come in, the white hats are going to come in on their white horse. That's going to be a big step toward that end. And we're not going to have to go through Revelation, just like the Dominionists believe. And so many of the Pentecostals, and I guarantee a ton of people in Christianity are going to love this concept. They're not going to, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't be looking forward to going through Revelation either. And all the stuff the Bible talks about in Matthew 24 and Daniel. And, and I mean, it's not like, you know, I'm looking forward to it either, but it doesn't change the fact that I'm not God and I don't get to pick or choose what I want to go through and what I'm not going to go through. But they're going to do anything they can do to try to discredit the Bible so that they can, you know, be as gods. And that's the choice that we had, you know, this is we're at the end of a 25,000 year cycle. Another lie, another lie. Wrath and God's judgment is delivered upon humans. I mean, it, this is this is a cleansing. This is this is all stuff that's been pr predicted for thousands and thousands of years. They told us when it was going to happen, and they gave us a pretty broad view of the fact that it's going to really, really suck for a while to be on Earth. But what so, seems to be so exciting is that this ET-assisted alternative to the master ah, the et assisted alternative to i believe he's going to say revelation catastrophe earth changes okay so yeah which he talked about revelation so this is the et assisted alternative to the book of revelation daniel matthew 24 second thessalonians chapter 2 etc 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 Okay, this is, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man. Boy, this sounds a sure lot better than going through the book of Revelation and all those other books. It's a total lie from the pit of hell, but, you know. Is guiding us through what they consider to be a much more useful awakening than if we all died with volcanoes and earthquakes and stuff. The Bible doesn't say everybody's going to die in the book of Revelation either. But see... He knows he would be considered part of the unrighteous. He knows he would be considered part of the non-Christian, you know, remnant. And therefore, he knows he'd be toast, essentially. is I, I believe that's his, probably in the back of his mind, his mindset would be that. Because he's anything but a Christian. Well, you have a five-foot-thick concrete ceiling uh, that you should... <laughs> he bought a He bought a airport in... Um, it's on the border of Canada and the United States, and evidently it's got a he's got a five foot wall, thick ceiling bunker, where. Um, but again, what does the Bible say that they're gonna they're the the um the wicked are gonna beg for the 
They're going to go into the mountains. They're going to beg for the rocks to fall upon them. It reminded me of that. He's, he's one of those types of people um, that I would envision would do that. Because this guy, this guy is, is demon-possessed to the toenails. <laughs> you can handle the fallout, but um, <laughs> not everybody's uh, equally positioned. Um, but it My seems like actually not what's going to be happening. You know, we're, we're okay, not getting those I, earth changes. Yeah, we're not getting the earth changes, which is what he means. If if you just listen closely, is meaning we're not going to get the Book of Revelation. We're not going to get that. We're not going to get Matthew twenty four. We're not getting that. There's no earth changes going to take place because, see. The White Hats are going to come and save the day. This is the alien alternative. <laughs> but that's exactly what they're teaching. And again, I always have to assume that, you know, if, if this is my last broadcast, I want to be warning like a watchman needs to be warning about what the deception that may be afoot that's coming. And it's coming into clearer focus Going all the way back to 2006 when I started reporting on these types of things and the whole alien agenda. And it just comes into clear focus and clear view all the time. And this is, I believe, this thing that David Wilcock is putting out is going to potentially be a very major part of that end time deception. Well, that's interesting because I, I wanted to ask you about Earth changes uh, specifically. And there's a lot of weird things going on with like uh, water collapse in China, droughts all over the world, of course, global crop failures. And it seems odd. How can the water or the rain fail in all these continents all at the same time? Usually the water is flooding in one place and drought in another because the water has to go somewhere. But now it's drought everywhere, it seems. And it doesn't seem like a normal cycle, like anything Oh, absolutely natural. not. Uh, we're clearly seeing a, a bipolar weather war going on in which there's at least two main factions and probably more than two factions that are artificially engineering this. And you went through that Texageddon thing. The, the, the polar ice cap does not slide all the way down to Texas and freeze all your windmills. That was an engineered event. Yeah. And these droughts are engineered. And, and what's happening to me in Colorado, and as you know, I'm at 8,600 feet altitude up in the Rockies, we have rain every day. At 1 o'clock, 1.30, it's just raining every wow. single day. So it's not that the rain is gone. They just moved it around. And yeah. I'm one of the places that's getting it all. No, I saw it was flooding in Las Vegas uh, yeah. last week. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in the it's middle really, of the desert. I, I, ha I think that... Archangel Michael, of course, as you know, has been working with. So me. now he's going to talk about Archangel Michael. He's been working with David because he's so special. He's been working with me since he's been a little kid. This is the same Michael, the Archangel, that David Flynn, um, Mike Michael Flynn, the uh, general, was praying to. That we've heard so much about recently. That I've done so many studies on. Seems to be one of the major, major players in the coming end time deception. Now this isn't Michael the Archangel of the Bible. Okay, this is not that. This is a counterfeit Michael the Archangel. Okay, so this is evidently his constant companion and um, feeds David Wilcock all this unbiblical garbage which just shows you 
that, you know, he's a liar and it's just nothing more than some type of devil or demon or fallen angel in disguise posing as Michael the Archangel. That's all it is. This is a fascinating subject that we don't have a whole lot of time to get into, but I've received many prophetic statements which are coming together into this book called Michael Prophecies, which now is going to include everything from 1996, 97, 98, 99. And I got to say this because it is amazing the degree to which this book has predicted the future and talked with great accuracy about things that are already going on. Oh, I wonder how many things he's gotten wrong in it. Because I guarantee you there's a ton of those. You won't hear about those. Of course, our movie Moment of Truth has some of it in there. I've got probably four YouTube videos that are chock full of these prophecies. You can go back to my YouTube channel, David Wilcox 333, watch that. But the point is that now, in the 1998 set of materials, I found something truly fascinating, Mike. And I wanted to get this in since we don't have very much time. Yeah, go for it. Some of my military insider sources told me that they expect a 100% death rate on vaccination. If you took it, you're gone. Meaning COVID-vaxxed. 100% death rate. Now, I've seen that as well. Uh, I'm not saying, though, that God can't intervene. And, um, you know, in certain situations. But this is why... They did what they did to deceive the masses is because they wanted to populate the world to 95% of current levels, according to what they've said in the past. You know, Georgia Guidestones are, are gone now, but, you know, maintain humanity, first commandment of the Luciferic Ten Commandments was maintain humanity at 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. First commandment. 500 millions, you know, you're approaching 95% reduction in population. So, as I've said all along, this COVID kill shot is the kill shot, and it is a, the ultimate depopulation weapon, but they're not going to all die at once. It's going to be, some will die at the time of the shot, some will die days later, some will die months, some will die years. It depends on a lot of different factors. It depends on age, um, gender, what things you're predisposed to, what shot you got, how many shots you got. There's a lot of different factors going on there. What is your immune system status like? Are you prone to cancer? Uh, a lot of different things. Within 10 years, 100%. Okay, that is some stuff that you hear. Now, is that true? Sure, it makes you scared. Probably a lot of people are feeling really scared now that I said that. But that's stuff that you hear. And you have to be able to analyze pragmatically and say, well, is that true or is that BS? Well, I don't know. I don't think it's true. But I also wouldn't put it past these people to do their best to make something where if you took it at all, you're screwed. Okay, so there is a possibility that that is what's going to happen. Now, the Michael Prophecy book actually talks about this. And what I find so incredible is they say that because the earth changes don't need to happen because this mass vaccination, this crazy Hitlerian wet dream gone wrong on a global stage where CBS is the ice cream store and come get your lollipop, little girl. You know, it's incredible what they're doing. 
and the way that they've weaponized the institutions of our society. Which, meaning, meaning CVS or these drugstores that you know you can go get your free COVID kill shot or your COVID kill shot at a CVS. Many people do not have the flexibility of imagination to even contain the idea that the world is this screwed and that it's this evil. Okay. Yeah. But when you have something of that enormity of evil, that, okay, well, what if it's true, right? Let's just, nobody really even wants to say this in the alternative community, so I just said let's let's have it as a thought experiment. What if the people that said 100% lethality are actually supposedly correct within the third-dimensional reality, okay? Well, the Michael prophecies directly speak about this, and what they're telling us is that once enough of us make a little bit more of a push to be more spiritual. It's not even a whole lot more, and, and they're explaining what it is, and I'm going to be teaching this a lot more as we go forward. Uh, more spiritual. So, supposedly, once humanity is a little more spiritual. Now, in this regard, it's not Bible-believing Christianity. It's New Age spirituality. It is is it the great invocation prayer where you're literally inviting the antichrist to come in and set up? I just did a teach it on that last one. That's what they mean though. A little more spiritual. Satan has to have a little more coaxing to be able to legally come through the door. Like that vampire, you got to invite through your front door in order for him to have access to your house. This is coming from a demon possessed vessel of Satan telling you, that humanity's just got to be a little more spiritual before the supposed good guys come back and save the day. So consider the source. Apparently, they can allow the sun to release a higher amount of energy, and they're going to surround the earth and and us in our bodies, our physical bodies, with what they call a shroud of love, which is admittedly not a technical term. <laughs> a shroud of love. Oh, a real hallmark moment, you know. But the shroud of love surrounds us, and after this happens, the, the, the sun's energy changes the physics. And once that occurs, you now have a, a fourth-density body, as they call it. You have an angelic body. And no matter how trashed up your physical body is, you can fix it immediately. Mm. Oh, so this will be the way out of the kill shot. In other words, this was the, he said all that to say, well, those that did take the COVID kill shot, they'll be able to repair their own DNA and get rid of all the spike proteins and all the graphene oxide out of their body and repair all the wicked damage and all the, 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 the DNA that was, you know, damaged and deleted and all that other stuff. They'll be able to do that if they, you know, go along with this warm blanket of love sun thing that would be coming if we just become a little more spiritual so that's that's the solution guys you you have the full ability to heal your your physical body and so so you'll have the ability it won't be god doing it, it'll be you doing it they're showing me i i think mike it's possible that the whole thing that we're looking at with this global weird crisis is kind of like a setup where we have to turn to God for the answer. <laughs> but the God he's talking about is not the God of the Bible. It's going to be Lucifer. 
It's going to be the angel of light, Lucifer. And the assortment of ascended masters and the Antichrist and false prophet at the, at the top of the food chain. And the answer ultimately is going to be a dimensional shift that allows us to okay. magically heal our own bodies. Mm. As crazy as all that sounds. No, actually. So I, they just go on and I, I don't even want to play any more of their dribble. I just want you to be aware of the potential deception that is coming at us. I mean, if we think we've seen strong delusion, we've seen nothing yet. Nothing compared to what's coming. I mean, the Antichrist, the false prophet aren't even on the scene yet. And they're going to deceive the whole world through signs and line wonders and miracles. That's what he's talking about there. Signs and line wonders and miracles on a mass scale. That by itself is going to be enough for the vast majority of people even if they call themselves Christians, and I hate to say this, most of them will bow down and worship the beast. Most likely. I mean, I hope it's not the case, but do you have a love for the truth? Because that seems to be one of the main things that's predicated on. I mean, you need to be saved, but having a love for the truth and, and you know, not having pleasure in unrighteousness seems to be, according to Second Thessalonians chapter 2, a really big deal to God. All right, let's go forward. Okay, so the next uh, video is a just a brief video from uh, Dabu7, uh, and it's entitled, Get Ready for the Beast System, Cash to be Removed, New CBDC Currency Can Be Shut Off by Government. And I've warned a ton about this. Oh, in the recent months, uh, I'm just gonna. This is a good surmising of things. It was five years ago. I put out the first warning about this beast blockchain system, and I wonder now, like I wondered then, how many people will get their house in order, will prepare for such an event. He's not talking about it from a Christian standpoint, because that's a that's a kind of a Christian term getting your house in order but he's meaning more just prepping and preparing and I, listen I'm all for that but you need to be you need to be saved you need to be a Christian doing it from that perspective well now we're closer than ever to that actually being implemented and I think also along with that we're going to see a few things connected to precious metals in the metals markets and you're going to see cash gone no more hiding money under your mattress, burying it, putting it in a safe. None of that. No more stopping and buying something privately at the lemonade stand, at the flea market, at the yard sale, any of it. Every single transaction that you make is about to be tracked and traced this is why I have been telling my listeners and have been saying resist all this electronic stuff, all this blockchain stuff, all this CB, all this digital currency. Try to do your transactions in you know cash or barter or whatever you can do to get away from any way they can track you. Make it as hard as possible for them to implement this shift. That they, this is going to be the backbone 
of the mark of the beast because if you won't be able to buy sell or trade without it okay like the bible talks about well not trade but um buy or sell meaning if you use that mark well it's all got to be electronic it's all got to be somewhere in the cloud it's all got to be digital there'll be no cash connected to it and this is why i've been resisting it so hard programmable money this is the major difference this isn't just going to be an exchange for fiat cash to get a digital dollar it's going to be way different as i said traceable trackable and they can shut it off whenever they want so if you get out of line just like they do over in china they can flip a switch and they can stop you from even leaving the house if you don't have a green light on your phone if you get a red light you're shut down you already know about the credit score system or the score system over there in china they're going to roll out the same thing here it's actually a plan of the world economic forum to tie all these things in together and to tie it into a score that's associated with your carbon footprint in everything that you buy, in every move that you make, will calculate a score on how much carbon you are producing or emitting. And when you hit a certain level, they're going to shut you off. And this is what's coming. Now, this isn't tomorrow, okay? And this is a very fear of man-based video. But I also want you to be aware of what their agenda is. And prepare as the Lord leads you. It's not a secret. It's out there in plain sight for those that care. But to kind of paint the picture clearly without beating around the bush, I figured I'd get straight to the point. This is where it's going. So expect here at any time in the offing, this U.S. government is going to make a major move because most of the other countries have already done this. They've already made their move toward a CBDC. Look at India. India gave the country four hours, four hours notice before they switched this whole thing over. They made an announcement at 8 o'clock at night. It went into effect at midnight. So get ready. Your whole world's going to change. And what this is also going to do is it's going to give birth to the underground. To an underground system of trade of people that do not want to be tracked and traced on the beast blockchain system that are not going to bow down to the beast got a choice to make what's it gonna be so i would suggest you got people like dave hodges that's like actually pushing you know for crypto or whatever still make money i'm like are you kidding me or so many in alternative media that call themselves christians are still you know crypto or, or you can still make money and i'm like really you're really gonna promote that knowing where it ends up whatever ultimately here that you have a plan been trying to get people ready here for the past decade and it's really about to go down and the question is is what are you going to do when you need items when you need goods and you don't want to use the b system what are you going to do do you have a plan is anyone thinking about this 
Do you want to be tracked and traced? If not, what are you going to trade with? What are you going to barter with? Do you got anything? Do you got any precious metals? you got anything to barter with? Junk silver is a, if you can do anything, it's a good one to have. Now, I understand food and storable food and water and, and that, that could mean canned goods, okay? And in water purification, you know, um, maybe think about access to some type of well that even if the well's not the greatest water, you could purify the water. Those would obviously be, you know, priority. But junk silver, you know, pre-1963 and under, 1964 and under, you know, dimes and quarters and you know, war nickels, um, half dollars, those types of things, which don't have any numismatic value to them, meaning you're not paying for, oh, wow, it's a nice shiny coin. That's like as simple as I could tell you to do it and don't buy it online because everything's being tracked just like electronically. I mean, I, all these Christian people that sell precious metals online, I'm like, you're creating a paper trail. You don't want to do that. Because that is being tracked. You go to like a local person at like a flea market or something or, or a local where they have low overhead and they're not going to, you know, and try to find somebody reputable. That's as simple as I can make it for you, you know. Um, junk silver is also, most people aren't going to bother trying to counterfeit that. You know what I mean? People are counterfeiting gold coins and, and probably more expensive silver coins, but counterfeiting junk silvers would be incredibly hard to do and it wouldn't be worth their time. So chances are, you know, as long as the dates line up and, you know, you can look at the edge of a silver coin and it's silver, whereas a clad coin, you're going to look at the edge, it's going to have a copper edge to it. And anything 1964 and before on the silver coins is going to have that nice silver edge on it. I'm not saying they couldn't be counterfeit, and I'm just saying there's a, there's a much lower likelihood that they're going to bother on junk silver. Um, anyway, there's there's alternatives out there. I would just try to create no paper trail and do it as low-key as possible. That's what the whole underground system is going to be based on. Barter. And you best believe it's only going to be with those that people trust. And it's going to be built on trust. And it's probably going to get pretty ugly when they catch snitches or anyone else trying to sell them out to the beast. Snitches get stitches. So, buckle up. The time has come. It's literally right around the corner when they're going to implement this. And it's going to take a lot of people by surprise. So you either jump on board with this system... Or you fight against it. Where do you stand in this fight? Where do you stand in the name of history? Is the higher power watches. What move were you? Higher in? power. The big guy in the sky. There, Dabu Seven. You know, that's typically how they'll, you know, refer to God. Join me on my live streams, Dabu Seven. Okay, so we have that video. Uh, another one from him, World Economic Forum rules out beast global intelligence collecting AI uh, to erase ideas on the internet. They're trying to erase all, you know, truth that's getting out there. Hey guys, Dabu7, back at you for another one. And I want to talk about what's going on here with the World Economic Forum 
Klaus Schwab and his minions rolling out the beast AI censorship. And this is critical. People got to pay attention to this because people get banned from one site. They think that they can run off and, and post on another site. And that has worked for some people. They run over to BitChute, Rumble. They leave Twitter. They go to Getter or Truth or wherever it may be. Well, Klaus Schwab and his minions have been watching and paying attention. And one of the authors there, Ingall Goldberg, had proposed that they start to gather information all across the globe from millions of devices and to capture this information in real time and to merge humans with the AI so that they can oversee all this information and then remove it. They know that when people are getting banned from one platform, they're bouncing over to others to kick out that information. It's the only way that we've been able to survive and to keep the information flowing. Well, now they're looking to end it, to stop it dead in its tracks with this beast AI that's going to go outside of the big sites like YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. It's going to go to all of them, the DLives, the Rumbles, to all of them scouring everything with algorithms and when it picks up key words like the jabby jab or anything else out there that it doesn't like you get flagged you get shut down and they ultimately get what they want this is why i've done everything i mean lord's put me in this position to do everything in-house just through contendingfortruth.com because now i'm not saying that that's not going to get shut down eventually it's just that having you know my own platform enables me to not have to worry about violating YouTube or Rumble or whatever. Um, they're whatever rules they arbitrarily create. Which is censorship in mass. So this new beast algorithm is being deployed globally. Know this. So from here on out, censorship hitting a whole new level. Okay, and this is a listener comment uh, from a listener named Alicia and it's about smart lock installation in my apartment complex. And I put it here because we're talking about all this big brother stuff. Oh, I also forgot that that was just talking about World Economic Forum <clears throat> rolls out this global intelligence AI to erase ideas on the internet. And then <clears throat> another related report that I posted here is doctor warns that your iWatch and Fitbit are tracking you and giving data to the World Economic Forum. So anything like that, you're giving up your biometrics you're giving up your you know how your body's running or whatever they're it's all going to satan essentially all that info ne next one lister comment smart lock installation in my apartment complex pre please pray god lets this pass over us the apartment complex where i live have given residents only two days notice that they will be installing a smart lock system on our doors which will require an app Meaning you have to have a smartphone uh, to unlock your door and plug us into a system where they have access to our information. It also uses Wi-Fi signals intermittently throughout. There's only a handful of people resisting against this and the officials are hiding due to the COVID requirements. This was, um, this was just June 23rd of this year. I just wasn't able to really get to this till now. One man has tracked the management down and they told him you need a disability accommodation form uh, and to fill it out. But what about those that don't have a disability, meaning to get out of this? 
Some residents are elderly and cannot use technology. I feel like this is an attack from the enemy and we are fighting an invisible battle. My response, yes, I will pray, but this is why I've been warning about living in the city and particularly apartment buildings for so long, which I have been doing. The bottom line is they have you right where they want you in like a city and especially in an apartment complex. And your one voice is most likely not going to trump the silence of all the other hundreds in a given apartment complex. I mean, you're going to be overruled. I just saw this and it pertains to this subject and it's a report <clears throat> entitled um, we're dealing with Wi-Fi 5g towers, cell phones Bluetooth wireless and more all resulting in one huge societal health crisis and it's a link there and I believe the Bible warns about this dynamic here in Isaiah 5 8 that says woe unto them that join house to house which is a essentially an apartment complex is like that concept on steroids i mean you could say well that's a duplex yeah well an apartment complex takes duplexes to a whole other level because now you're stacking and you could have lgbtq um mr uh mr and mr gay couple having you know they're doing their gay sex thing above you and you could have a luciferian next to you you know, worshiping Lucer, ca cast, casting pentagrams on the ground next to you. And then on the other side, you could have some guy watching child pornography or something. And you're in the middle of all that garbage. And those spirits are, and this is why you will always see what, on these demographic maps, all the Democrats living in the cities. You know? And that's where you, you're always going to see you know, most murders, the most wickedness, the most debauchery, the most, you know, uh, bars, the most um, strip clubs, uh, abortion centers, every type of wickedness is always concentrated in the cities. And it's also where you have always your most liberal demographics living because they're the demons in them are attracted to that. And again, I'm not coming down on people living in the cities or condemning yours, acting like I'm Mr. Holier than thou. I'm just telling you what I would tell myself or anybody else. Okay, I've lived in cities in the past. I lived in, um, when I was in chiropractic college, I was uh, um, in Marietta, Georgia, which is north of Atlanta, but it's it's kind of a suburb of Atlanta. And I mean, you know, I wasn't saved at that point, but... I can tell you the closer that you get into the cities, the more wicked it becomes typically. So the Bible says, one of them that join house to house that lay field to field till there be no place that they may be placed alone in the midst of the earth. So woe unto them that join house to house. And again, apartment complexes are that concept on steroids. So if, if you're like, well, what do I do? Listen, pray and fast about it. God can make a way where there seems to be no way. You know, the Bible says, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Call upon me and I'll answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. God can do it. But you might have to devote some serious prayer and fasting to that. Okay, so here we have a clip of Donald Trump coming out a door with Klaus Schwab, the... Um, the author of the fourth industrial revolution the great reset i mean this is like you know caricature of evil dr evil 
Donald Trump coming out a door with Klaus Schwab at Davos saying that Klaus has done a fantastic job. Hasn't come off the kill shot, still, still pushing all that. This is just one of the many evil, wicked things this man has done. I'm going to let you hear it out of his own mouth. They're at the World Economic Forum. You can see that right next to them. They came out together. This is a photo op. They want to make sure they're seen together. people in the world and we're bringing back tremendous business in the United States and they're all here to see. Uh, I'll be making a speech and then we'll be leaving shortly. Uh, but I think it's very important. Uh, the other is just a hoax. It's the witch hunt that's been going on for years and it's frankly it's disgraceful. But uh, we look forward to being here. Uh, Klaus has done a fantastic job. Klaus has done a fantastic job? Klaus Schwab. I mean this guy is the epitome of a Luciferian Satanist. And here you've got Trump right there, Klaus Schwab next to him, saying he's done a fantastic job for Lucifer, is what he should have added in. Just back that up a hair. Here, Klaus has done a fantastic job. And again, we're meeting with the big, biggest companies in the world, the biggest businesses in the world, and world leaders, all for the benefit of the United States. Oh, all for the, right, right, yeah, all for the destruction of the United States is what he really means. To the meetings. What up? Why not have witnesses? Congratulations on climate change, Mr. President. Well, I'm a big believer in uh, the environment. The environment to me is very important. Thank you. Oh, the, the environment's very important. So I guess he'd go along with all the carbon uh, credit garbage that we're moving forward into. Uh, you know, um, ultimately, I believe they'll all be on board with that. Okay, so that's that's all the clip is. It's it's a video there. I give you the link to that if you want to watch it yourself. I also even give you a video to an alternate version in case that one's not playing because that was on Twitter and I don't know how long it'll be up. Uh, next video, we're gonna switch gears. Video: PhD, MD, and Juris Doctorate doctor testifies under oath of perjury that they created COVID as a bioweapon. This is a Dr. Fleming. He wrote the book. Is COVID-19 a bioweapon? A scientific and forensic investigation. Dr. Richard M. Fleming. Um, the truth is all coming out, and this is an hour-long interview with Dr. this doctor involved in the whole process of creating the bioweapon. Explains it all in great detail, how they created the perfect bioweapon, and he knew and expressed concerns, but went with it all along. I'm just going to play roughly the first seven minutes of this because it's again it's about an hour long but i give you the link there if you want to listen to the rest okay so it opens up with this richard m fleming phd md juris doctorate these are his degrees um we're talking some major schooling here this guy's done and he gives a little bit about his background um and you're going to hear him they're going to be questioning him at the beginning are you prepared to testify under oath here today that COVID-19 is a bioweapon? Yes, I am. COVID crimes. Truth takes sight, bringing truth to light in unbiased and unpartisan factually founded reporting worldwide. Dr. Fleming, we've asked you to come testify about whether COVID-19 and related vaccines are a deliberate bioweapon attack on the United States. Madam Court Reporter, can you please identify yourself for the record? My name is Karen Escher, Texas CSR number 5536. Thank you. Can you please swear in the witness? Dr. Fleming, will you raise your right hand? 
You swear the testimony you give today will be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth will help you, God. I do. Dr. Fleming, do you consent to this testimony being used in any appropriate proceeding? Yes, I do. First, I'd like to cover some of your qualifications. You have an impressive 90-page resume. I'm not going to go through that, but very briefly, are you a medical doctor? Yes, I am. So, therefore, you have an MD degree, as it's known. I do, yes. And uh, what is your area of specialty? Nuclear cardiology, cardiology, and internal medicine. And do you also belong to uh, professional medical uh, associations? Yes, I do. Are you a fellow of the American College of Physicians? Yes, and are you a fellow of the American Society of Internal Medicine? Yes. And you also hold a PhD? Yes, I do. And in what field? Physics. And you also have a law degree, otherwise known as a JD. He's got a PhD in physics. Uh, like, his medical doctor is nuclear medicine and something else, and then a jurist doctorate. This guy's got more degrees than the thermometer. I mean, <laughs> really impressive. And are you an inventor in the medical field? Yes. And very briefly, can you explain uh, the type of medical inventions? He's uh, an inventor, too. Great. That you've invented? The ability to image the body and determine what types of disease processes are going on by looking at metabolism and blood flow. And do you hold patents for your inventions? Yes, I do. Is it fair to say you're familiar with the world of medical patents? Yes. You have the ability to read and interpret medical patents? Yes, I do. And are you also an author of professional papers? Yes, sir. And approximately how many? Somewhere between four and 500. And do you also serve a, uh, on the editorial board of professional journals? On editorial boards and review boards for the journals. And, and briefly, what does a reviewer in a uh, professional journal do? The obligation is when somebody submits a paper for publication for reviewers to take a look at that material to determine if it's scientifically valid, to determine if it makes a difference in the field, and to make recommendations back to the editorial board about whether the paper should be accepted or revised or rejected for publication. So this is, is COVID a bioweapon? Are you prepared to testify under oath here today that COVID-19 is a bioweapon? Yes, I am. You wrote a book posing the question, is COVID-19 a bioweapon, correct? The function of the book was to provide information that the general public could look at and also to provide evidence for uh, the legal system and the medical system to understand the gain-of-function research that's been carried out over a couple decades to show where the monies came from, to show what papers were published, showing what types of gain-of-function research occurred, and to show the patents to clearly lay out two decades' worth of work that's been conducted funded primarily by the United States, although other countries have been involved, and to show how there is no evidence that SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19, no evidence to show that it's naturally occurring, no animal model for it, and to show the type of research that's been done with coronaviruses uh, funded by the U.S., uh, supported by NIAID, NIH, Department of Defense, monies that went to Peter Dazak at EcoHealth, to Ralph Burick at the University of North Carolina, to Xi Zeng Li at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and to several other universities around the country, including in the state of Texas. Did you also look at the genetic code of the SARS-CoV-2 virus, and especially the spike protein? 
we did, as well as Professor Luc Montagnier, who is the gentleman who discovered the HIV virus, and several other individuals that we uh, note in the book. And based on that review of the genetic code, that informed your conclusion that this is a bioweapon. Right. So the Biological Weapons Convention Treaty states that any adjustment or modification of a biological agent like this virus that doesn't provide a benefit for mankind uh, is a biological weapon. These particular changes in this virus, including the PRRA insert, which are uh, amino acids that were inserted that are very critical for the furin cleavage site for this virus to infect, the insertion sites that were made with HIV and simian or ape-like uh, HIV equivalent viruses, the uh, prion-like domain at the top of the spike protein, as well as the HIV glycoprotein 120 insert. That He's she talking about prions and HIV inserts and all kind of fun stuff that we've all talked about before. I don't have time today, but I have a whole section I'll be doing on the prions, Lord willing, on the prion aspect, which is what causes basically the mad cow disease, Hutzfeld uh, Jacob. Uh, disease, which is mad cow in humans, which basically is kuru in humans, which is what the headhunters would get when they ate human brains in Papua New Guinea. Um, all kind of fun stuff they put into this old COVID kill shot, all for our benefit. Thing Lee put in early on that's critical for the attachment of this virus to cells, all of which are not naturally occurring. So to be clear, the SARS-CoV-2 uh, virus, otherwise known as COVID-19, and especially its spike protein, is not something that's simply involved on its own in nature. We've looked at all the different coronaviruses that exist on the planet. None of them have the PRRA insert. None of them have this tremendous amount of HIV insert. None of them have a regional binding domain that is a prion-like binding domain, which means that where it attaches to the cells, it's a prion-like domain, and prions are things that are abnormal proteins that cause other proteins to become abnormally mm -hmm. folded. Right. So to be clear, genetic changes were made to the spike protein in a lab to create what is known as the COVID-19, correct? That's what all the, the uh, data shows. Your book references research in 2010 by Shi Zhang Li, who's often called the bat lady. Was that research designed to determine how to increase the spike protein binding capacity to the human ACE2 receptor. So that was her goal of that, of that research, was to increase the ability of the virus to infect human cells. Now, Okay, so uh, again, that goes on for about a, you know, to the hour mark. Uh, if you wanna list the rest, I'll give you the link there. Here's just to, you know, kind of in light of what we just heard, current COVID kill shot headlines. It's a genocidal depopulation weapon. Uh, and the VAX is a whole other level You've got the masks filled with graphene oxide and potential things, and then how the PCR tests are totally contaminated, the nasal swabs, and how that's implanting things in people. It's it's a, from, from stem to stern, top to bottom, it is a genocidal depopulation um, agenda to kill and create as much misery and suffering as possible and to change the DNA of humans. That's basically what it's really all about. And full of nanotech and graphene oxide and spike proteins and all kind of fun stuff. So here's just some, some current COVID kill shot headlines. Why are millions of vaccine injuries being ignored? 
Surveys suggest that millions of Americans who received the COVID vaccines were diagnosed with health conditions soon after vaccination. And there's an action alert there. COVID vaccination linked to new and recurrent cancer. The jabs caused severe damage to the immune system. Then COVID vaccine trials led to birth defects and terminated pregnancies, FOIA requests show. Then old video resurfaces of Fauci admitting that the best vaccine is to simply get infected and develop natural immunity, which is what they used to do with like measles and these types of things, chicken pox. But no, 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 not anymore. DC mayor bans unvaccinated kids from returning to school. And that's, I, I don't know how far that runs, if it's all vaccines or what, probably in DC it'd be the case. Then unvaxxed Coast Guard cadets given 24 hours to vacate campus. And I'm, I'm sure this is COVID unvaxxed. This is a devastating impact on morale and military readiness. The steps taken by the Coast Guard Academy are clear. Religious discriminations against Christians and reflect a total disdain for the faith. Well, of course. Uh, then unknown cause becomes the leading cause of death in Canada. We don't know what's killing everybody. We know it's the COVID vaccine, but we don't know. We're just going to call it an unknown cause. Doctors supposedly, quote, baffled, but they know exactly what's killing. Then Canada's euthanizing its sick and poor. Welcome to the world of government-funded health care. Then hundreds of Canadian doctors are dead now. Hundreds. Before it was like, what, three or four, and then seven, and then four. No, now it's hundreds. Genocide confirmed after fourth booster mandated for the medical field. Your body can only take so much. You know, no matter what kind of state of health that you're in, your body can only take so much of this stuff. Uh, next thing, this is another um, longtime listener and longtime hospital lab technician. Her comment, you need, well, and I, it, this is just the first part, you need to rub their nose in it to anyone whose older ch child thinks they need to take the COVID shot. Well, really anybody for that matter that you have influence over. She says you need to sit down with them for several hours and force them to look at this information. This shot is just a killer. Now, she's coming at it from the labs she's analyzing all day long in her job. She's been doing this a long time before COVID was ever even a thing. And she's noticed a gigantic change in labs that she's analyzing since people started getting the kill shot. And probably, probably even to a certain extent before that when, you know, masks and PCR tests and things of that were a factor. These people all have very few lymphocytes, one of the main things your immune system should have, you know, um, to run properly, lymphocytes, including the teens I see, all of them. So she's saying that these people, where she's doing the labs on, including the teens, all have very few lymphocytes, meaning their immune system, like I've been saying, is being deleted. It's going bye-bye, see you later. Their humoral immunity has has to be just totally shot. I get excited now when I see a formerly normal profile because it's such a rarity. Then she says, by the way, you mark my word, they're going to change the normal ranges if it continues like this. Meaning, if people are coming in with totally insane, weird, bad lab values because of the COVID kill shot, all they're going to do is they got a rubber ruler, they stretch it any way they want. So they'll just change the ranges to what is, quote, normal, even though it's anything but normal. Um, 
the number of young adults and teens who have elevated liver enzymes like an old drunk with advanced cirrhosis is just beyond crazy. So young adults and teens are coming in with elevated liver enzymes like you would see in an old drunk with advanced cirrhosis of the liver. That's like the norm now. This is a long time trusted listener, hospital lab technician, okay? I mean like, wow, they're showing up at the hospital with, with mysterious medical conditions that I promise you no one can treat. Remember, the new, the new cause of death is, is unknown cause in Canada. I believe these people I work with are honestly doing what they think is best, but they are under the strongest of delusions. Part of this is because they themselves took the shot. Yeah. So, and that's a matter of pride. Well, I did it and, and I don't want to dare think the COVID kill shot could be doing anything bad. I took the shot and I, you know, a lot of it's pride. They honestly believe that they're seeing some sort of COVID profile, meaning, oh, this is just COVID doing this from the past COVID infection maybe, or or I have no idea why there is no discussion about these strange hematology profiles and all these crazy liver enzymes. That being said, just like in the video above, when people figure out what's going on, especially when it's their children who start dying or are completely disabled, they're gonna be so mad, they're gonna, there's gonna be real shootings and, and whatnot at these clinics and hospitals. I am very sorry they are starting their young lives in this evil time. Making a stand against this and all the vaccine is going is going to make their young lives very very hard. Okay, that's all I have for part one. Uh, I'm gonna we're gonna continue this line of thought, but we're gonna be talking about the shedding more in the next part. So God bless you, and we will see you in part two.